Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by Sean Hooley. Looks like we have a host of news today. There's some interesting wearable news and some surgical robots. So what do you have for us today, Sean? Today, we have news of Tivic Health's successful pricing of a $2.1 million offering, Glaucos's collaboration with Radius XR to bring wearable diagnostics to the U.S. market, study supporting IR Med's handheld optical monitoring device, a new share repurchase program at Philips, and the initiation of a pediatric program with the Ascensus Surgical Robot Platform. With that being said, then what is the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Tivic Health priced a $2.1 million offering, more good news for Tivic, which has been on a fundraising roll, it seems. What does this offer include? The offering includes 51.25 million shares of common stock priced at $0.04 per share. The company expects that to total $2.1 million in proceeds before deducting fees and expenses. It earmarked those proceeds for working capital and general corporate purposes. And what does Tivic do? It develops bioelectronic medicine, including a patented technology platform that uses nerve stimulation for non-invasive and targeted approach to treating inflammatory chronic health conditions, enabling drug-free solutions. And when will the offering close? company expects it to close on or about July 19th, subject to customary conditions, and that's just about a week after the company closed a $1.8 million offering of common stock. What's the next thing we need to know for today? The next thing is that Glaucos agreed to market Radius XR's wearable diagnostics in the U.S. We cover a lot of Glaucos's drug-delivering or enabling technology, so it's interesting to see the company head in a slightly different direction with some more digital wearable offerings. Definitely. And what is that wearable diagnostic platform? The platform is a novel portable vision diagnostic and patient engagement system. Radius XR designed it to enable more efficient detection of eye disease and better management and treatment of sight-threatening conditions. If you go on Mass Device to read the story, you'll see that it looks sort of like a VR headset type of thing. It combines medical-grade diagnostics, business management tools, and patient education resources within a wearable spatial computing device. The hardware and software combination can diagnose patients accurately, enhance engagement, and reduce workload for providers. Patients can perform self-guided vision tests with minimal supervision, and it aids eye care practices flow, efficiency, and the patient experience as well. Wearable devices are interesting because this just enables glaucos to gather real-time data and enable more accurate assessments of glaucoma patients' conditions and treatment options. So it's, it's an interesting market. What are some of the terms of the agreement between the two companies? Under the terms, Glaucos becomes the exclusive sales agent for the Radius XR wearable patient engagement diagnostic system, giving company rights to market, promote, and solicit orders for the platform in the U.S. Under the agreement, Radius XR will continue to lead development and commercialization efforts for the platform. What are executives saying? Radius XR CEO Ahmad Khan called the agreement a notable milestone. And the company expects Glucose to provide resources for product development, enhancing benefits for providers and quality of care. Meanwhile, Thomas Burns, the Glucose chair and CEO, said the company believes the Radius XR platform is a novel technology that can help drive more efficient and improved diagnosis for patients suffering from chronic eye diseases, while also creating efficiency and growth opportunities for eye care practices. And it looks like our next bit of news is also optical related. It is. A study supported the handheld optical monitoring device from IRMed. It's a handheld device that could become a really convenient and effective monitoring option. 
What is that device and what does it do? So it's called PressureSafe. It's a non-invasive handheld optical monitoring device designed to support the early detection of pressure injuries to skin and underlying tissue. What were some of the key findings of that study? PressureSafe demonstrated high efficacy in non-invasively detecting the presence and absence of pressure injuries below the skin with sensitivity of 96% and specificity of 91%. This is obviously an interesting innovation and it seems like something that executives would be excited about with you know with the study supporting its device. Definitely. Oded Bashan, the executive chair and interim CEO of IRMed, said the company believes pressure safe can become the new standard of care in the detection of pressure injuries. And the company is excited to share this data as it plans to file for FDA approval and a subsequent market launch following regulatory clearance. He said that the company believes that the benefits in healthcare economics that the device offers combined with the improvement in patient outcomes is a powerful combination for rapid market adoption. And what's the next bit of news that you have for us? Philips is set to repurchase up to 7.1 million shares in an effort to cover its long-term incentives. Could end up being worth a lot of money, I think. Right. So what does the 7.1 million shares equate to in dollars and euros? At the current share price, 7.1 million equals approximately $148.3 million or 132 million euro. In these kinds of strategic moves, it allows companies to optimize its capital structure and enhance shareholder value to provide stability and potential growth opportunities. But when does the company plan to execute these repurchases? Phillips said it plans to execute the repurchases through one or more individual forward transactions expected to take place in the second and or third quarter of this year. The company said they also must fall in accordance with the market abuse regulation, so there are some guidelines they have to follow. Are there any timelines associated with this repurchasing program? According to the company, the repurchases must also land within the limits of authorization granted by the company's general shareholders meeting, which took place on May 9th. Phillips anticipates taking the delivery of the shares in 2024 and 2025. And what's the last thing that we should know for today? Last thing is that a leading U.S. hospital began a pediatric program with the Ascensus Surgical Robot Platform. Ascensus has had a lot of hospitals around the world initiate programs with its Enhance platform, but this seems like a big step as far as the platform's pediatric use. For sure. So when did Ascensus receive pediatric indication for Enhance from, from the FDA? The FDA offered the pediatric indication for Senhance in March, so only a few months ago. And what are the key features of that platform? So it's a first-of-its-kind digital laparoscopic surgical robot that uses augmented intelligence to perform procedures through machine learning. It's got surgical assurance through haptic feedback, eye-tracking camera control, and 3D visualization. Its 3-millimeter instruments are the smallest available in the world on a surgical robot platform, according to the company, and for pediatric uses, those specialized instruments suit the delicate nature of those procedures. And what did the company CEO have to say about this? CEO Anthony Fernando said the company's thrilled to collaborate and introduce the Senhan Surgical System to an esteemed pediatric surgery program at that unnamed U.S. hospital. The collaboration highlights the shared commitment to innovation and patient-centric care together Fernando said the company will strive to drive advancements in surgical techniques, ultimately improving the lives of children requiring surgery. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Anthony Fernando was the most recent guest on our colleague Tom Salemi's Device Talks weekly podcast. So check out that to hear more from him. 
And that makes five stories for today's Fast Five. And that's all the time that we have for news. So thank you again, Sean, for coming on and giving us your insights and doing all the heavy lifting on Mass Device. No problem. As always, read more on the Mass Device website. Check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. You can connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. Where can listeners find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.